yeah it's recording and yeah let's start so hi mehak thank you for joining hello uh thank you for having me so you you're the first guest on our talk show called are you there and uh, <laughs> so this is this is something that we we started in order to get to know the fellows better hopefully by the end of the of the academic year we have covered quite a bit of of the batch so that a lot of people can interact with each other and uh, you know basically the entire objective is to facilitate peer learning and have people get to know people and welcome to are you there a weekly podcast where we talk about the fellows our fellowship experiences a lot of fun conversations and much more so my first question to you is that imagine this is your day one at the fellowship right and you're standing in front of the entire cohort and you have to introduce yourself so how would you do it oh god <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what yeah I like I don't like introduction questions but I will try mm-hmm. um okay um, my name is Mehak Jangra I was uh, born and brought up in Hyderabad but I have lived almost all of my adult life in Mumbai because I shifted there for college mm-hmm. and I've always been extremely curious and fascinated about everything in life so yeah like you'll always see me wide-eyed always full of wonder about everything literally um i love dancing and writing and singing and doing a lot of different kind of activities in terms of um in terms of what i've been doing professionally so to say i i studied uh, academically i studied bba and um i immediately decided i didn't want to be in the corporate world at all Mm-hmm. and um i real also realized that i love writing and i love performing i love being on stage so i um i came across spoken word in my second year of college and since then i've been writing and performing spoken word and mm-hmm. alongside i have also been writing fiction i i've i think like i wanted to be a million things since i was a kid but there was one thing that was always constant was that i wanted to write uh fiction So um I've been doing that and my first novel just came out it's called Sometimes Ivory Sometimes Sand apart from that I guess I um what else do I say about myself yeah I just love learning new things I guess like when I was a kid this is in my introduction everywhere in YF and even in the book <laughs> that that when I was a kid I was like that one girl who every night would just go in the balcony and stare at the sky like for an hour and then come back as a kid and like so th- that would just be my nighttime ritual so like yeah i just love looking at the stars and i love wondering about things and uh, that's who i am i also love food and i love cracking lame jokes so yeah i think that would and and i love football club barcelona that that yes. i think that should do with the intro <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to end the intro and that was really good job so uh quite a few things that i got out of the intro so i'll start with with you uh mentioning that you like to perform have you have you ever had that you know like 
personally, if I am meant to perform or if I'm asked to perform, I'm prob I probably wouldn't be able to because I have such a huge stage fright. Have you ever, did you ever have that stage fright ever or do you still have it? Or how do you like deal with that whenever you need to perform? Okay, so um, actually I have kind of been on stage since I was in class four. I, I used to I used to be a very, very, very shy and like a very, very shy kid. And I used to be afraid of everything around me. Like mm -hmm. I used to be afraid of my teachers, my friends, of walking on the road of everything. And then one of my teachers in class four just put me on stage. Mm -hmm. and, and I just realized that it can be such a safe space. So in that sense, I didn't have that initial stage, right, of realizing that, oh, I should like what is what is going to happen now? Because I was just a scared kid in general. But um, but yeah, like there is a there is a certain level of nervousness every time before I go on stage. Um, but I think initially I used to always try to um, let go of that nervousness that no, no, I need to be confident. I need to be confident. But now I cherish the nervousness, you know, like it's okay to be nervous before going on stage, I guess, like it's 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 okay to do that. And I guess I just try to remember that it's not like before it used to be like I used to think of this being on stage and performing as this event that is going to change my perception in life so if I do something wrong that's just going to be me and I would uh, like me for everybody and I would really really fear being judged but now I look at it more like okay this is just me mm -hmm. getting a chance to talk to so many people at once and that's it like it doesn't define me as such yeah. so I think that really helped me you know like get rid of the crippling nervousness like I still get nervous mm -hmm. but I'm not like there's no crippling fear or anything like that as of now but yeah that's amazing do you do you remember your first performance um you mean spoken word performance or just on stage just in being on stage do you remember the first time you were on stage Yes, I do. Um, like this is the first time I spoke on stage. I had been on stage before that, but it was class four. I had just shifted schools. Uh, so um, in my new school, one of the teachers just thought that, oh, this girl, like she just, she, she just looked at me and she's like, I think you can speak. So I'm going to make you like the compere of this uh, huge cultural assembly that goes on for two hours. Mm -hmm. And all the parents were invited. And uh, yeah, like it was a, it was a big thing and I didn't know I could be on stage and actually talk and so it was yeah it was in class four and I still remember after the whole program got done my teacher came to me and like fed me moti chur laddu because she was so happy with how I did on stage so yeah that's, that's great that's really nice so uh yeah so you spoke about football club Barcelona and we have to we have to talk about that for like a couple of minutes at least Oh God, no. <laughs> <laughs> what do you make of the season? How is it going? Um, what are your expectations? Do you think Messi is going to stay at the end of the contract? Okay, so, <laughs> so, first of all, um, I, like, I think this is the first time in many seasons that I haven't watched as many games because of the books. So, the last two, three weeks, I have completely skipped mm -hmm. uh, the game. But this season is, is, I think, one season which is genuinely, genuinely scary because um, 
because like every time you know that barcelona is going to come first or second like either of the top two and we're going to go to champions league and yeah we're going to screw up there in the second like for sure but but you know like we're going to make it to a decent point yeah. this is the first time where we're like i think in the second half of the table after eight matches like we've definitely get to the top because like we still have hmm. matches to cover up of uh, the teams that are right now but this is the first time there's a genuine lack of confidence like that all the fans also feel with the team i feel yeah. and um and yeah like we should be like i feel like It, because this is happening we should be giving more chances to youngsters i think like puish played the last match but he's not been playing as much as he should be playing mm-hmm. um so yeah like i it's 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 just i think a season that we'll all want to forget by the end of it <laughs> it's yeah uh definitely very disappointing when it comes to messi to be honest um I don't know if Messi will stay or leave. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely seems. I mean, it seems likely now that he, like, he, that he could leave. Till if you had asked me this, say, at the beginning of this year, okay, mm-hmm. at any point at the beginning of this year or before, like prior in life, I like I don't think anybody would have ever said that Messi is going to uh, leave or Messi could leave. You know, like we, it would just be like, oh, these are speculations. Actually, never going to happen. But at this point, I will not be very surprised. Yeah, that's yeah. Messi leaving before this season was like unthinkable. And when that yes. news dropped, I still remember I was talking to you about it, and you were so mm. heartbroken and dejected. Yes. But, yeah. I mean. I think it, there was so obviously there was heartbreak, but to be honest, he also deserves better. I feel at this point, <laughs> I don't know. Like I feel like. it's just um maybe it's not fitting well anymore maybe like barcelona also needs like a revamp and messi also needs something else but let's see how it goes it's it is it is very heartbreaking i don't even know how to talk about this <laughs> yeah so uh mehak uh coming to your spotify playlist okay what oh what are, oh. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> what are the top three songs that you're listening to or or you know like like it's it's very difficult to like rate your top 3 songs but what are your current favorites that you're listening to and why okay let me open my spotify and tell you which are the songs i have been listening to this month um okay so i think right now probably uh cherry wine by hosier um there's this song called uh one second um hold on uh there's a uh, vasigra and zara zara ka match up by jonata gandhi mm-hmm. so that one and which other song have i been listening to currently i guess the third one would be rose rose by parvaz yeah A lot of a lot of my songs these days have been suggested by fellows. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, but like I listen to a variety of songs. So these are three like I picked up from what I've probably heard recently. Yeah, but, because yeah. And also, and also this song called Mundia from Coke Studio, Ali Sethi and Karat Karatlin Blot. Yes. I'm pronouncing it right. Yes. I've been listening to that a lot, like a lot. So that would probably be my top song of late. Yeah, because I think yeah. for me. Uh, 
like i just get hooked on to this one particular song that i'm listening to and i keep keep it on repeat for like as long as possible same mood of that song but then i like i revisit every now and then i mean yes that that's exactly the other yeah, correct actually um even i do that a lot a lot like there's also so mundia is one that i've been listening to for sure of late a lot and mm. also the song called mishri which came out which is my friend song uh so we listen to that also yeah but but even i do the same thing like if i get hooked on to one song i will literally play it on repeat <laughs> like for at least a week or two and then finally i'm like okay need to move on now yeah i think that's i i feel probably everyone does it and i used to feel so weird yeah. about it like i'm just listening to this one song throughout the day and i'm like what am i doing but then i still want to listen <laughs> to it it's like a different mindset yeah. but yeah <laughs> yeah what song have you been listening to of late i yeah i honestly have such a random playlist and it's so embarrassing whenever people like i i still remember like uh, so like the fellows like early on when we were like just try, trying to like get to know people so they would so this this used to be an ice breaker right like what are your favorite songs or what are the songs you listen to or like your playlist and i have such a such an embarrassing playlist okay so so for me to actually share it i would never i would think twice before doing that <laughs> but yeah i think or like if i just if i just see the songs i have on repeat it's 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 like english then i have like instrumental then i have like pure proper punjabi songs because you have to have punjabi songs for like everybody else Exactly, and like I have songs like when I was like a kid, like you have used to have like David Guetta and uh, you know Eminem oh, yeah. songs. Like when we were like, I, I still remember like, <laughs> like I used to have an iPod when I was growing up, and I used to have most of my songs in that. And I, I'm still listening to it. It's it's crazy, but like, uh, and then I just come across random songs which I feel are like very new. But then people come up to me and they they tell me that okay, this is like a very old song. It's, it's been almost like two three years since it came out, and I'm like okay, but I like this song. So yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, I really don't have a favorite. I have like a lot of very very random songs, and I would love to share it with you. And I'll oh, share yeah, my please. playlist. Please. I'll drop my playlist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I think like same. I don't have favorite songs as such, and songs yeah, keep yeah. shifting anyway. Like yeah. when you keep going back and forth and back and forth. I've been I've been listening to this one uh, by John Legend. It's it's Start a Fire. Oh. Uh, from La La Land, and I watched that movie like uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, "Wow, this is." I need to rewatch that movie. I I think I watched it just when it came out, but I definitely need to rewatch it. But then that's what you know. I uh, like when people ask me if I want to like if I've started any new show. We don't have the time, mm-hmm. no, like as fellows. So yeah, I've, we don't have the time. <laughs> I've been rewatching <laughs> old shows. and uh, but that's fun too like i've been like i've been rewatching the office i don't know this is like my third or fourth time that i'm watching it like now i know the particular episodes that i need to watch <laughs> i just go to those episodes and it's a mood lifter and it's like 20 25 minutes it's 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 good but uh, yeah. sometimes when i need to chill like and i really want to watch something but of course i don't have the mental capacity to start something fresh then i just probably go back to parks and recreation or book in my like yes and just like watch some random episodes yeah pa- parks and rec is fun honestly like you know it 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 started off it started off slow like this obviously i think season 1 for the every show is really bad yeah, yeah it's always a little uh, you know off but then you do know, just need to like give some time to the show and then it gets gets to you you know you know it grows yeah, on yeah. you and then you're like no i need to watch it 
it's so right. awful parks and, and it's rec, so funny with parks and rec so they actually changed i feel like the characters like the characterization of all yeah, of the people yeah. slightly after the first season but yeah, i love that show a lot like i i hardly find people who watched it actually so yeah this is okay so like coming to uh, coming to the fellowship right so uh, yes. so if someone someone is to ask you like what uh why are you in the fellowship in the first place hmm. so what's your answer going to be like what are the okay. two things that that you know that made you want to join the fellowship okay one thing is that i really missed studying a lot <laughs> i was like a typical nerd in school then i did bba in college and i really hated it mm-hmm. i did not enjoy bba at all um and i always wanted to study and then this year in the beginning of this year in february i attended a winter school on astronomy in hyderabad okay. and i'm 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 not done science before but i've always been into astronomy so i like to know a little bit here and there so i attended that and we had lectures morning to evening mm-hmm. but i loved them so much i was so engrossed in them i was like i have to study and um so yeah one of the reasons was that i really wanted to study <laughs> and i wanted to study liberal arts specifically because um because like i i either wanted to do liberal arts or science but of course i couldn't do science with a bba background mm-hmm. so uh, uh liberal arts is what remains and i i like i said like i always want to know a lot about different things and and about various different things uh, in life so i always wanted to do liberal arts education and this year especially the winter school and uh, like made me realize that i like studying so that is one reason mm-hmm. i guess um and the second reason would be that um um like i feel okay so i i definitely want to write more like even after the fellowship gets done whatever else i take up mm-hmm. um i would still want to continue writing novels and i feel like the, with the kind of um curriculum that the fellowship has yeah. i would get exposure to a lot of things that would actually expand my mind and would make me want to you know research more about different things yeah. and uh, like like for example like in my first novel it is it comes it it comes obviously from all the human emotions that you feel and and stories that you see around you mm-hmm. but it it's a, it's based in a fictitious place it's not really based in reality as such um but but i really wanted to dig deep into different subjects and see what all i could take up what all i could use and things that i do in the future um all of that plus it has a very strong critical writing program uh, yeah, also yeah. right that's the only thing that runs all year round so yeah, i guess these two reasons i just i just really wanted to study <laughs> that's interesting <laughs> but yeah uh, why did you find the fellowship sorry like i'm curious uh, I, i don't know like i never had like uh like one particular reason of joining i uh, so i was like working before this so i was working mm-hmm. for a, working with deloitte and it and i was working for like a couple of years and then i just got got so bored of like the entire uh corporate world and the corporate setup and i thought that i'm i'm like way too young to be like into this you know it's it's a very dead sort of a of an environment you know it's, it's yeah. like There's there's nothing there's nothing exciting you know and I I feel that you know there has to be something going on right and there's mm. there has to be some learning something new and uh, for me the the fellowship offered everything that I was looking for at that particular time I wanted mm. something I wanted to learn as much as I possibly possibly can throughout the year and mm. you know having to like 
I did my rule of I did rule of law. Okay, then I had ecosystem. Then I studied a bit of history, and it's like I've already studied like six seven subjects in like three mm. four months that I probably thought I wouldn't ever study in my life. So, mm. so I think that was probably one of the reasons why I was so interested in joining the fellowship in the first place. And yeah, I think uh, obviously it's been a little challenging because it's been online. It's it has its pros and cons, but. but yeah i think it's been fun so far it's it's been very hectic let's uh, <laughs> we have to admit that but other yeah. than that yeah i think it's 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 fun so far yeah yeah i think like um, now that you said the subjects were also like i went through the brochure and yeah. uh, i really was fascinated by some of the subjects so i think that really pushed me towards applying exactly yeah. yeah and so yeah i mean like we have to talk about 2020 okay so this is 2020 is like a different topic and it's yeah. something which is going to go on and on and like you know we'll be talking to like the future generation about how we went through that entire year right it's like a whole whole new <laughs> area that we have to talk about so like 2020 so what are your key takeaways from 2020 so far um okay so for me personally i'm just talking about like very very personal mm-hmm. takeaways okay uh one of the biggest takeaway was that i learned to slow down mm-hmm. um i have lived in bombay for a very very long time and i was always rushing and running i was the person who would never be found at home for more than like like any in like 24 hours like i would never be home for 24 hours continuously i would either be working or doing a show or watching a show or just like meeting friends or something on the other okay mm-hmm. but 2020 really forced me to slow down Yeah. and it made me realize that i really enjoy slowing down i enjoy taking time to do things i enjoy the process um of things and i don't really need to rush maybe i was just running away from a lot of things you know like internally that i had to deal with but this kind of forced me to do that so that is one takeaway for sure that i learned to slow down and i learned to like sit with myself and really be okay with difficult emotions and difficult thoughts and not run away from them mm-hmm. um the second takeaway was um you know just the importance of home and family and the comfort of home and family which which kind of is tied to the first one i guess like i had not lived at home for 8 to 9 years actually uh, and mm-hmm. i never really thought i'd be able to adjust at home again but uh, it took me a lot of months the first 2 3 months were really like very unsettling and uh, i think for everybody of course um so very very unsettling and uh, i i mean where i was very anxious and i didn't know how to deal with things because a lot of things for my childhood are tied with my home that i don't want didn't want to go back to but um i did go back and um i learned to be comfortable at home and i learned to be comfortable around everybody at home and it's it's been a really beautiful time so i think just the importance of home and family and all of that would be my second takeaway and the third would be that you know um things like uh, to to not kind of force life to go in the direction you want it to mm-hmm. uh like you can you can obviously work towards what you want to work towards but circumstances are circumstances and in the end you have to live in them um and and yeah like so to learn to enjoy things regardless instead of always fighting to change the circumstances 
so yes those are the that's that's amazing and with this like in a typical coffee with karan sort of a style i'll probably ask for a break <laughs> you know and then we'll have a little bit of more that we want to cover and then we'll have a rapid fire okay we have sure a rapid fire, yeah but with that that's without the hamper so <laughs> we're um, gonna take, we're gonna i don't know if i'm ready for this rapid fire <laughs> it's, it's a pretty chill rapid fire it's not like it's not like the coffee with karan wala level but it's, it's going to be fun yeah <laughs> so, so i'm going to i'm going to take a break we're going to take a break okay. and then we'll come back hello and welcome to are you there speakly news broadcast this week since we're just kick starting the podcast let us tell you what exactly it's about so sindhi ishani hartej maria and i krishna will be having these short conversations with the fellows We know that all of you are missing the campus and the impromptu conversations at midnight or at the mess over chai. So we bring to you all the fun that is getting to know each other and their stories to your mobile phone, and all that without having to change from your PJs and turning on your videos. We will have weekly news broadcast. We'll have music, games, and fun. So tune in every Sunday. Now, getting back to news, we all want you to go woo because we have some really cute content from the CW department. So Pratik's pet made appearance twice in class this week and left everyone going aw. And then there's Ratna's cat, and she has been a teeny bit naughty because she ate a bird and is now sick because of that. And apart from all that, we have math tests, we have info aid submissions, and DTI final presentation coming up, and of course ELM work. Oof. So relax, chill, listen to the podcast, and don't forget to subscribe to our channel. In the meantime, if you have any fun YF news to share with us, do not hesitate to reach out to one of us on WhatsApp. Till then, bye bye. The um the Shakespeare project, um, yeah yeah I think so. The, the doing the Shakespeare project, it was a lot of fun. I never thought I would ever want to do a virtual project. Mm-hmm. Uh. and uh, like leave doing virtual project i never thought i'd stay up nights for anything at all i i sleep very very i'm sleepy all the time um but it was actually so much fun i really really enjoyed it and i got to know everybody from the team really well as well and we had we had so much fun in the process of course we freaked out in the end like everybody did because uh, yeah. we were like ye tayar hoga nahi hoga what could happen uh but yeah i think that was very memorable for me i like it felt very warm very homely like without even actually all of us being on campus so that would be my favorite memory from vibe yet yeah i think yeah. for me too i mean that was like uh that was like it was a different experience altogether and yeah, uh, yeah i like i kind of explored a different side to me honestly i've never really acted before and i was I was made to act, and that was like a different experience. Something I. You were so get. good. <laughs> I remember seeing your uh, video on Instagram. You were so good, and it looked like you had fun. <laughs> I, honestly, you know, we we had a totally different idea, and we thought it probably hmm. because I just told them right, like I told my team right at the beginning that I won't act and I can't act, so don't expect me to act. Okay, and they were also like a bit apprehensive about performing. and they thought okay we'll probably just animate and do you know do a cartoonish version of the entire shakespeare but i think you know uh, 
so from that because that just seemed like a very complicated process animating and we yeah. thought okay we'll probably just uh, say <laughs> you know say the dialogues and from that we we went to like performing and that i think that was fun and just you know uh, getting everything together and then just making a short film out of it that was that was amazing so so far yeah for me i think shakespeare project tops it same yeah for sure so yeah i think uh, talking about books and uh, yeah. we would want to hear a little bit about your book as well but before that i would want to know what what is your favorite book or books that that's very right. like in say books book is books. Right. yeah okay books okay. um so one is a thousand splendid sun by khalid husaini mm-hmm. one is um, my name is red by orhan pamuk mm-hmm. um one is um talked on the show by murakami i think those three would top yeah yeah so, and and like non fiction uh, sapien by you will know ahmedadi yeah so have you been like have you been reading ever since childhood or that is that something which you know which you developed during the later part uh, of your so actually i have been reading since i was a kid but i mm-hmm. would read only like fiction sorry uh, mystery and masala okay, okay. so like i would read <laughs> i would be into hardy boys famous five secret seven nancy drew um mm-hmm. all of these and then like later on dan brown and artemis fowl and like all of these like mystery and bizarre books i used to like i used to 100% be into them <laughs> so i have grown up reading but def- i really have not grown up reading the kind of books um or the kind of things i write mm-hmm. but slowly like as i uh, grew older uh, i i i started really liking diff- like literary fiction as well uh, focusing on the the line and the lit- like the the beauty of the form in itself Uh, but yeah i've grown up reading masala books but like i do feel like my book is also masala it's it's uh, categorizes literary fiction <laughs> so uh, that that's great but but my book also has a lot of masala and twists and turns and too many things like that so yeah but uh, yeah i've always been fascinated you know like by how people are able to like write you know like putting their thoughts on a piece of paper because for me personally like even writing an essay is like a huge task right so you know so what is what is that process so what is how do you like come up with an idea and how do you you know get that vague idea into a finished product that is the book so how what what's the process okay um so just to like um, start off from slightly in like in the beginning i've i've i think like i have been trying to write a book since i was 12 years old Okay. so i would always come up with ideas and then try to write and then like write like some 10 chapters and finish them like and, and just like leave them and all of that mm-hmm. but um so like that's always been there but like when i talk about this book specifically um i had just finished college like literally just finished college a month or two into uh, being in hyderabad again Mm-hmm. um I, i i realized that i must work on the book because i have time now and this was another book like this was not this book at all okay like it was some other story and uh, something else completely and then um i don't know i went back and read it and i realized i don't like how i write so mm-hmm. i went and read a lot of books and i kind of figured out what i like how i want my writing style to be and then i was like now like let me work on a book okay so i took the same story that i was writing before and i was like let me um write it in a different way a way that i feel i would like 
so then i started writing it but at the same time what happened was um my cousin sister over here in hyderabad uh, like she had come to hyderabad and they were looking for grooms for her in the whole arrange marriage process okay mm-hmm. but the whole process like i don't know i i got a little irked by it because of uh, i i i don't have a problem with marriage or arrange marriage i guess but mm-hmm. but just irked by the whole process uh, in terms of like how you're supposed to look what you're supposed to wear how how like a woman is supposed to be this way and all all of those things okay mm-hmm. so very i don't know one day i was just sitting and i was working on this other book but like i just ended up writing a chapter based on this that was not exactly based on this but me inspired by the feelings that uh, had uh, you know like that i had been feeling because of whatever was happening mm-hmm. and i wrote the chapter and i really liked it and i really liked how i had written it okay and i was like i i think i must use this for something mm-hmm. and i continued um Uh, so i continued working on the other one but i just couldn't leave this one behind you know like it haunts you like so yeah. the first chapter of this book really haunted me for a very long time and it like it literally called out to me that you have to do something with me like it i am important <laughs> and um, and so then i developed a story um, based on it like it's it's even that story went through multiple iterations and everything mm-hmm. but finally for me um, i knew what i wanted to talk about i knew like some touch points in the book i kind of knew how it was going to end and i knew my characters well so like it it's like i knew that but i i hadn't charted out the whole story as such so as i wrote the book um i just knew point a b c d but everything in between came on a day to day basis when i wrote it it was like it was almost like the story flowed in the way that it was supposed to flow i didn't force it in any way so it's like i like wherever the characters wanted to go that's where they went in the story i don't know if this makes sense <laughs> cuz now i'm just like <laughs> it sounds a little crazy <laughs> but um but yeah that was my writing process so there was nothing very concrete that i went with mm-hmm. i always wanted to write and this chapter like really called out to me that you have to finish writing me mm-hmm. and uh, then i formed a story that i found that i was passionate about but very brief touch points in the story and then i let the story take me kind of a thing yeah so that's what my process was wow this was interesting this was really nice and uh uh so we'll get into the rapid fire and okay it's it's like this fun little segment that we have in our talk show where we'll ask you for that one word that comes to your mind when you hear this particular word okay and oh, okay like this is just one one round and like a bunch of random yf related questions and a little okay. bit about like just random questions as well mm. so mm. uh so i'll start okay mm. yes uh the young india fellowship readings <laughs> i don't know on this okay friends um wait do i have to answer in relation to yf or i can answer anything no like anything it? anything that comes oh, to mind uh friends warmth family home the famous plus one on zoom uh, chats <laughs> it's the best hype <laughs> like i love the hype <laughs> okay like zoom classes and tiredize okay assignments uh, uh, assignments it really depends on the subject fun mm. but killing me right now group projects 
depends on the subject and the group <laughs> okay uh, but i've had fun books in general um books in general um different worlds okay uh food what's your favorite pizza margarita pizza yes margarita <laughs> okay coffee or tea sorry. sorry hummus and lebanese food sorry yeah okay. i had yeah. to say that yes coffee or coffee or tea green like flower teas non caffeinated flower teas interesting uh, stars everything like hmm. probably my favorite things favorite symbols ever yeah okay lionel messi god <laughs> or god either okay hyderabad learning to love the city now so learning to love it okay uh, the elective bidding process anxiety <laughs> yes <laughs> okay uh critical writing amazing i think my best uh, like my uh, enhances my wife experience so much she was the best i know this not one word but i loved my critical writing hmm and the last one is has to be like the first subject that we studied makers of modern india and rudanchu mukherjee oh a <laughs> <laughs> uh, brilliant storyteller yeah it's great this was the end of our small little rapid fire Uh-huh. And, I'm pretty uh, absolutely bad at it. <laughs> I took like 20 seconds to think about it so. So that's perfectly fine because I was like as in when we was we were going through this uh, entire thing the 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 interview I was like jotting down like a couple of extra the words uh-huh. that I could probably ask you. But yeah, this was this was like a testing thing but this is this is a good thing you know we can just build on this rapid fire thing. This was fun. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, I mean, um, so there are. I, I'm sure a lot of fellows know by now that your book sometimes lively, sometimes sand is out. But yes. there would be like a few who wouldn't. So if you just want to take a couple of minutes and just introduce the book. Oh yeah, that would be wonderful. So uh, the book is called like Hathi um, said, uh, sometimes ivory, sometimes sand. Uh, it's a literary fiction novel, and it's a story of two women who learn to stand up for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but but like like it, that is what the story is about. But in the end, it is a human story. It's a story about emotions, about love, about desire, about ambition, about just two people trying to find themselves and their way in the world. and um yeah i hope all of you do uh, read it actually the fellows have already been very very supportive to be honest like they've been messaging me and they've been sharing it everywhere just this morning ritika and aman from chandigarh they um they found my book in a bookstore and sent me a photograph wow. so the fellows have been very very supportive and it's been a very overwhelming um time for me as well and in fact like fellows have been supportive in the way that um because and i really want to say this um mm-hmm. 
it has been a very very difficult and hectic week because of the launch and now we have an offline event tomorrow as well mm-hmm. but uh, everybody in in my groups in the different uh, project groups and everybody who i know like they've gone out of their way to help they're like we know your book is coming out so you don't have to join all calls you don't have to join all elm meetings um in fact like some of them are like we'll help you with your assignment we'll help you with all your homeworks like just just focus on the book right now so they have been very very helpful that is amazing and i think that's that's probably the essence of the fellowship right yeah you have to be there for each other yeah and it's like to be very honest before the fellowship started it was all about the subjects and mm-hmm. the academic part of it for me but now it is also about really getting to know the fellows because whoever i have spoken to and whoever i've been able to you know like build any connections with it has been such a wonderful process like it really makes me wish we were on campus just like talk yeah. to everybody but slowly that's becoming the most wonderful part of the fellowship for me so yeah amazing and uh, i would like to just thank you for uh, you know taking time out of your busy schedule and uh, i'm sure you have dti as well so everything going on and you still took time out for us that is wonderful so thank you again so I, for that i i genuinely think that this is very important like so definitely shout out to are you there for doing this because it is it is very important to do this like especially because we are all in a virtual space and we literally haven't met each other so these yeah. things kind of get you to know each other beyond the obvious and beyond the usual which which is very difficult otherwise in a virtual setting so thank you guys thank you thank you mag and uh, yeah with this we come to the end of our first episode of hopefully a lot of episodes in the future but yeah so this was it this was fun it was nice chatting with you mag uh, all the very best for the book it's thank our, you. i'm looking forward to it as well and uh, yeah thanks thanks again for like talking to us and uh, i thank you so much for having me i also had a lot of fun actually now i want to chat more with a lot more fellows so <laughs> yeah yeah and uh, like just in case people want to reach out to you uh, is there any way like instagram whatsapp would yeah of course instagram yeah. whatsapp like every like my numbers there on the group everybody has it i'm pretty sure instagram i'm there ashoka the ashoka normally email id mehak.jangra wife 21 at ashoka.edu.in and my instagram handle is mehakjangra like m a h k j a n g d a and also if anybody wants to buy the book <laughs> it's on amazon and it's available in most local bookstores so guys please do um but yeah thank you so much for having me this was actually fun thank you refresh me This was this was fun. This was really nice. Thank you so much. So that's all for today's podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Catch you next week for more fun conversations. Bye bye. Take care.